Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. What is Cafe Mocha? Cafe Mocha is experts, celebrities. What's up? This is Belle Bib DeVoe. You're truly Idris Elba. This is Fantasia. This, this is Invo. This is India RE. Oh, much more. All from a woman's perspective. What flavor are you, baby? This is Cafe Mocha. This week, Dr. Aldwan Tart is here. With a rash of high-profile suicides, we're talking about mental health. What one question can we ask someone to check on their mental state? How do you know when to take a teenager's threat seriously? What should we all be doing to protect our mental health? Dr. Tart has the tools that's going to help empower all of us. Cafe Mocha begins now. The headlines have been scary and upsetting. Our prayers go out to Regina King on the loss of her son by suicide, Miss America lost by suicide. These are all surprising. And um, naturally, you know, there was an outpouring of support for Regina King. Uh, she's mm-hmm. been very private about any other details. Um, it was her only son. It's being reported that it did happen on his birthday. He had turned Mm -hmm. 26 years old. Mm -hmm. Um, And the thing that got uh, some people upset was the way she didn't get a chance to actually her and her ex-husband, they didn't really get a chance to announce it. They were forced to announce it because it was through a leak. And, you know, I think that, we have to, in areas where it's something like this, the media and these leaks can be, you, you know, we need to show more respect Yeah. Um, to that. Uh, Chelsea Chris, she was the 2019 Miss USA. She was also a correspondent for Extra and just a beautiful young lady. She had been on The Real many times and uh, the reports were on a Sunday morning, there was a woman that, you know, jumped off the 29th floor of a New York building and they, and it took time to identify her. And then once they identified her, they knew that it was Chesley. Um, Chesley was bright and beautiful. And she also had an outpouring because it was a shock. Her mother has released a statement basically saying that Chesley suffered from high functioning depression. And, Mm. you know, it's a devastating loss um, because, you know, at first I was like, wait a minute, you know, what happened? Right. Yeah. She Mm -hmm. had left a note. She had left instructions for her mom. And so it was ruled a suicide. You know, the thing is, is that at one point, ladies, this was known suicide was something that, you know, for lack of a better term, white folks do. Yeah. And now. Fragile white women. Yes. Yes. It was that was always in in the community that we don't do that. You know, we don't. Well, now, because Mm -hmm. of pressures and society, we are doing it. And there are things that's happening and we have to talk about it. So I'm glad that later on we're going to have Dr. Tart to help us with this because, 
you know, people are struggling. And I, Mm -hmm. you know, just as the CDC puts out things for COVID and diseases, this is now becoming a disease. And, you know, it's something that we as a nation need to take seriously. You know, one of the things that really hurt me about Chesley was hearing her. um, And I don't know if it was an Instagram post, but you know, saying I've achieved this, I've achieved that. Miss America, I'm a lawyer. Uh, you know, I'm I'm on TV and it's not fulfilling me. It's not fulfilling me. There's this thing, and I don't know if you guys went through it at that 26 to 30 year old age where you're about to hit mm-hmm. 30 or at 30, where you get to a certain point in your career and you yeah. got all this stuff. You know, especially when you get it young, because I remember being 27 and being, you know, on the radio and on TV and all this stuff is going on. I'm looking around and I'm like, well, but I'm not happy. This was supposed to make me happy. Do you guys remember that? Did you ever get to that danger zone place of 27, 28, approaching 30, where you're looking at life going, oh, my gosh, this isn't what I thought it was going to be? Of course, for me, I've made a drastic change. I literally stopped music and went back to school and tried to just take my life into another direction. So I do understand that, like you said, those are trying times, those age gaps. Yeah, I mean, I do remember when I was around 26, 27, that I was um, an an engineer and I felt alone. Um, I was, you know, working with a lot of Caucasian people, a lot of white males. It was a lot of of energy, uh, male energy. And I was not happy at all. I was in a relationship. That relationship was not satisfying to me. And I did not understand what was happening to me. And you also have to remember, especially for women at that age, you start dealing with your hormones and your hormones start like, like I started taking, um, I talked to an older woman and she was like, yeah, take St. John's wort to help with your, with your emotion. I didn't know to go to a doctor You know what I mean? Because that just was never, you know, something that, you know, I didn't have anybody to talk to. My mom never talked to me about this stuff, but I do remember that I wasn't feeling suicidal. It was just, I was like going through these emotions and I said, well, you know, maybe it's my, you know, my menstrual cycle or maybe it's this or maybe. And then when I talked to other women, they were like, yeah, you go through things because you know and we everybody goes through different emotional things and Mm -hmm. you need it it could be a hormonal imbalance it could be you know that you need to you know get um actually pharmaceuticals and the thing about regina's son was that he had a twitter account and on his twitter account is was much different than what his ig account was twitter account he was basically saying um, some of his last tweets was that, you know, my mind is on fire. I have my mind is just so busy and it's on fire. And so he was kind of putting it out there, mm-hmm. his thoughts and his expressions. Um, and I think that he had a lot of pressures. He was trying to do music. He was a celebrity chef. I mean, he was he catered uh, Sherry Shepherds. That's the last time I saw Ian he catered Sherry Shepard's birthday party. Mm -hmm. And when I say just a beautiful, quiet, 
uh, creative young man that could cook his butt off. And yeah. you would never be able to tell. I mean, it's like, yo, yo, it was like, you could not, you couldn't tell if anything, you're like, oh, that's, you know, and he didn't want, you know, to be known as, you know, Regina King's son. He wanted to mm-hmm. make it on his own. You said something so important earlier, Lonnie. You said, you know, so many women are are alone. So many women are by themselves. And I think that solitude is really affecting a lot of people. And, you know, maybe we can have some suggestions from Dr. Tart of what women can do, women and men who feel like they're trapped inside of their homes. Some are looking for love, feeling like they'll never find love. Some are looking for work. Some just want to get out of this uh, two years of isolation. We have had a rash, once again, of high-profile suicides in the Black community. Joining us to talk about this is Dr. Alduan Tart, our resident psychologist. Dr. Tart, thank you for uh, joining Cafe Mocha. Thank you for having me. These are trying times. People need coping skills. Is that what we really need, Dr. Tart? I mean, can we talk about the, the effects of what COVID and isolation has done, especially Mm -hmm. to the young people. Absolutely. You know, the term is actually called languishing. So we've been in this pandemic going on two plus years. And there's a clinical term called languishing, which means the absence of mental health. So you're just above depression, and but you're just dull, right? It's listlessness. It's like bland. It's like the way to explain it to a kid is like you feel like, meh. Right. You're just going through the motions. You're just trying to hold on. And the state of the world right now with social media and the pandemic and work and everything, the trickle down effect from schools closing to masks to pandemics to vaccine debates, all of that has worn thin on us. To, to, of course, grieving the amount of people that we had to grieve who are no longer here are, are having long term side effects from this. We're languishing. And what we're starting to see is the psychological effects, the after effects of people running out of emotional reserves. Wow. Which teens are more at risk for suicide? You know, it's going to surprise you, right? You would definitely not think it would be African-American girl, but that's where it is. 15%, according to the most recent report from the CDC, 15% of teen girls have contemplated suicide. Just thought about it. That's 1.5 and 10. Now, who's more likely to do it? It's actually African-American males because they take more lethal means. So when African-American males try to end their life, unfortunately, they, they carry it through. And the, the large part about that is because there is this stigma that it is better to suffer in silence as a man versus to talk about your pain. And there's nothing further from the truth. It actually makes you psychologically weaker. And I'm using that word on purpose because men don't like that word. It makes us psychologically weaker not to talk about how stressful our life is. It's like cancer. If, if we have stage one or stage two cancer or stage one or stage two stress and we don't talk about it, we don't open up, we don't get the x-ray, it only goes to stage three or four until it takes our life. So it's important, men, if you're listening, moms, if you're listening, dads, if you're listening, to make sure that your teen sons and your teen daughters are talking about their pain versus keeping it inside. It is the worst thing you can do, especially when the entire nation is dealing with Mm -hmm. some form of languishing. 
Dr. Tart, what's, what are some of the signs of this languishing or depression that maybe, you know, people can look out for? Uh, I, tell, I tell you what to look out for because we start talking about like what unfortunately happened in this USA. We start talking about Regina King's son. You go, uh, the, the guy from um, The Walking Dead, loneliness. You can be around people, but if you're not connected, if you're not connected, you're not doing life with someone on a regular basis, it is affecting you. Loneliness is a pandemic right now. You're talking about the amount of people that have had to, to, to quarantine or move on their own, be by themselves, change their whole routines, not go into their work families. You have to connect. We have to put down the phones unless we're going to use the phones to actually connect. So mm-hmm. we combine those things. You have to connect. You cannot say, I don't do people. You can't say, I can't trust people because you're going to be alone. You need to be in a tribe. Oh, and the second thing, depression. You know, mm-hmm. all three dealt with low-level grade, different levels of depression. Get treatment for your depression. Don't carry it. It will get worse. Mm. So we um, have doc- to talk about it. Yes. Dr. Tart, so... We're in an argument, hypothetically speaking, with one of my kids. And in the middle of an argument, you know, she says, I want to kill myself. Huh? What do I do? All right. Uh, you take that very seriously. All right. You sit down and you teach them vocabulary. So does that mean that you're sad? Does that mean that you're upset with me? Does that mean that you hate my guts? Or are you really thinking about not being here anymore? Now, let me tell you what to look out for. Okay. Because the average adult, the average kid is not going to say, I want to kill myself. Right. Here's what to look for, Um, especially in men, boys, when they feel like a burden. All right. When they feel like all I do is cause you pain. All I do is make you stressed out. It'd be better off if I was not here because then everyone would be happier. If you see that in a note, you see them expressing that you see that in the post. Be extremely alarmed and contact primary care physician, contact the psychologist if they have one. If not, engage the psychologist at that point, or you can call the suicide prevention hotline and let them walk you through what to do. And that number is 1-800-273-TALK, 1-800-273-TALK. It is better to intervene at that point, even if your kid feels like it's too much, to show them that when you use those words, we will talk about it. And so if you're, looking at, if you're looking at other boys and you're looking at girls, well, girls, when they're disconnected, you don't see them having a lot of friends. You see, them, you see a disconnect or a lack of pleasure in things that used to bring them pleasure. You see some slippage in their hygiene. You, you see them starting to distance and withdraw, declining grades, a decline in dissatisfaction of, of life. And the best question you can ask, here's the one, number one question you can ask. Don't ask someone how they feel because we're kind of pre-programmed to say I'm straight, even kids, all right? Ask mm-hmm. them on a scale of one to 10, how happy are you with life? And I promise you, parents, as you're listening, you're going to get some threes, you're going to get some twos, you're going to get some fives, you're going to get some sixes. As you're listening to this right now and you're doing this, you're saying five and six to yourself. You know, at that point, you have to ask, what's going on? What's missing that I need to take action on? The research is clear. Right now, in order to have mental health, you actually have to be connected. You have to vent about what's going on versus keeping it in. And you have to actually do something called flourish. That means mm-hmm. that whatever it is that you want to do in life, you have to do it now. Mm-hmm. To balance off this life, you need to be painting. You need to be singing. You need to be dancing. You need to be writing. That's why you see so many people have quit their job. They leveled up. They said, I can't take, I can't do life and go to work and get treated like this. I have to go do better. 
So people raised their breaking point during the pandemic, and that's why they have left their jobs in addition to having kids at home, because people said, I need to flourish to survive because my normal coping is not there because the stress is too high. Uh, Dr. Tarr, I want to talk about the elephant in all of our rooms right now, and that's the phone and social media and all the Mm -hmm. reports that tell us that kids, I'm saying kids because we are mostly talking about teens right now. We can talk about adults in a little bit, but teens are getting depressed and getting anxious with, you know, watching other people on social media live their best lives or whatever they're, you know, looking at on social media that is especially damaging for girls. So how as parents do we regulate this thing that they and we are all kind of addicted to for we'll the purposes take them off. of mental health. We'll, uh-huh. t- we'll take them off. We'll take them off for a break. And I'm, de- you know, I have a teen daughter at 15, all right? And we're having to institute a TikTok break. Here's what happens. Kids are watching mindless TikToks when they should be connecting with their friends, right? And so what's happening is, here's, how, here's the mechanism. So a teen girl is watching other teen girls look at Khloe Kardashian, Look at other girls who've used filters and Photoshop to make themselves look better. Why? They don't want to be cyberbullied. Even Miss USA was cyberbullied. People say she was too old, not cute enough to be Miss USA. This is Miss USA, right? And that's that's reported. So what do you think that does to a teen girl whose ego is fragile, her self-esteem is fragile, and there's a series of mean people on the internet, and you post a picture, and people are talking about your freckles, and people are talking about your acne, and your shirt. And, and your uh-huh. makeup and your and so girls are they say the, the average girl is using filters and what's happening is they're now comparing themselves to these impossible images so teen girls on social media have lower self-esteem than girls there who are not because they're waking up in the mirror and liking themselves versus waking up in the mirror and having to edit themselves uh-huh. so take your kids off, take a break. I know your kids will rebel and that's how they connect. I get it. I'm in this y'all. Listen. All right. A break. We're going to come up. We're going to come off of it for a week. You're only going to do it for 30 minutes and then you're going to do something else. The, the key to mental health for teen girls is connection. It's actually narrowed down. The mm-hmm. research says you, your teen girl should have three to four close friends, platonic friends, girlfriends, who they spend time with on a regular basis, laughing and doing life together. Now, I realize in the pandemic that might be on Zoom, that might be on FaceTime, that might be outside with a mask, but you have to get your teen girls connected to one another and don't allow them to use the phone to connect. Make them talk, connect, and do an activity. Your teen girls' mental health will improve. Cafe Mocha, I'm Angelique, along with Lonnie Love and Yo-Yo. We're talking to Dr. Tart about um, the recent rash of suicides. We talked a little bit about teens, but I want to talk about adults because we, and maybe it's just me, but I think of suicide more as something that women would do. But the stats say just the opposite, that men, white men, black men are committing Mm -hmm. suicide at much higher rates than women are. Yes? Yes. Women make more attempts. So cutting, uh, overdose with pills, uh, but men carry through with more lethal means. So weapons, hanging themselves. Um, And and, and I I want you to look for this in, in, in black men and black boys. 
reckless, aggressive behavior where they say, I don't care if I die. It's whatever. You need to be on the lookout for that type of behavior. So uh, it's, it's men. And let me tell you why. It's because men largely withdraw versus women are connected. There's, a, there's usually a couple of women. If you're, you know, uh, Lonnie, Angelique, and Yo-Yo, if you're not in a good space, there's someone that's going to call and say, you don't look good. We haven't seen you. Where have you been? How are you doing? Your social media looks different. You haven't posted. But with men, they tend to be more isolated. So the fact that men are more isolated and the fact that men believe that it is mancho, it is strong to not talk about your problems, eats them up to the point where they get so depressed, they take these lethal means versus opening up and talking about their pain so that they can be free from it. My brothers, open up and talk about your pain. It's the manliest thing that you can do. You end up hurting your family by your mood swings. You end up hurting your family by losing your job. You end up hurting your family going out and get someone pregnant because you're looking for validation through physical means and alcohol. And, and, that's, in, and, and sex, that's how we cope as men, but it is maladaptive. Talk about what's going on. You are human and you have feelings. And I'm giving every man who's listening to this permission to feel so that you can be well. Should people be looking out? Should they watch out for the pharmaceuticals, the side effects? I mean, is that part of the problem also, the side effects of the medicine? Uh, no, no, no. So no? What we actually need more people taking antidepressant medication, mm-hmm. right? So when you start really going, so if you're depressed and mm-hmm. you are, you are, your body is depressed. You don't feel like waking up. It feels like you have, and anyone who's been there, they can relate. You feel like you have to exert so much energy just to get out of the bed. You can't focus. You can't concentrate. Life is dull. It's boring. Things seem negative. You're irritable. That is physiological depression. It is taking, it is a mindset. It is, and so antidepressants actually fight that. Now, I know, I know there's a lot of people that say we're not doing psychotropic medications. Okay, then you need to be exercising to produce painkillers, to improve your mood. You need to be meditating. You need to be doing yoga. You need to talk and open up about your emotions. What we cannot do as people is not take antidepressant medications, not do therapy, and not exercise yoga and talk. You can't do none of those and be well. You will be sick, and it will infect your entire higher family because they can feel. Can't you feel negative energy in the room? You can feel it. Depression is like darkness, you know? So I'm, I'm passionate about this because I want to debunk all these myths. And if we can just get more, more of our men and women and kids to talking about their feelings into therapy, into counseling, um, into holistic uh, medicine, traditional medicine, then we can be well. But what we can't do is hold on to it and allow it to take our lives and take our joy. But Dr. Tart, I mean, as a Black woman looking for a therapist, you know, I can talk to, you know, certain people, right? I can talk to certain people. I've been able to find a Black female therapist. It takes Mm -hmm. a little bit. But for men, they need a Black man. Men need to be talking to a Black man that understands where they're coming from. And there's just not, there's you, and how many others? What's the percentage that's, of black male that, psychologists? That's actually a lot. All right. Not psychologists. When we start talking about therapists, we start talking about Christian counselors. Mm-hmm. We start talking about marriage and family therapists. We start talking about clinical social workers. Right. 
there's a lot. And you start talking about player development reps. When, when I used to work with the Oklahoma City Thunders, they actually would prefer to talk to a woman. See, that's a myth. Most okay. men don't want to unmask in front of another man, okay. right? They feel more comfortable unmasking in front of a woman. And I'm just letting you know, there are some therapists up who are not African-American males and females who are talented because they care about your feelings. So what I want you to do is give it a try. The key is that they're culturally competent, right? right? And that they have a heart for this. So I want you to try on. A lot of people think, have an idea about what therapy is. Mm -hmm. And once they get in it, they realize I should have been doing this my whole life. Someone who's a trained professional to listen to my life, whose complete focus during that clinical hour is on my life. We're talking to Atlanta-based psychologist, Dr. Aldwan Tart. If you need help, call 800 273-8255, 800-273-8255, if you prefer to chat instead of talk, log on to suicidepreventionlifeline.org. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. It's Cafe Mocha. Cafe Mocha. I'm Angelique along with Lonnie Love and Yo-Yo. Psychologist Dr. Aldwan Tart is our guest. The Bible says plans fail for lack of counsel, but with many advisors, they succeed. Listen, my strong men and strong women, presidents of corporations have a board of directors. Pastors have a board of trustees. I know they drive them crazy, but they have a board of trustees. You know, uh, the, the president has a cabinet. People in power have board of advisors to help them. I don't need you to look at this as going in because you're mentally ill. You're going in to get wise counsel so that you can be well. So someone can take a different view, a professional view of your life and point you in a direction so that you can actually find joy. And it is very difficult in present day times. There's a lot of situational stress. That's real. Go Get the wise counsel. Wives, don't tell your husband he'll get therapy or counseling. Say life coaching, uh, uh, date coaching, marriage coaching, or go get wise counsel. Just say that, and they'll walk in, and you'll, they'll thank you for it, because then they have a place to unmask and be well. I know. It's been a lot. We can get, we can get there. We're going to get a lot more people in. People are coming in. There are apps that are being uh, developed. One on the market is called Alchemy. It's specifically for people of color, where they are linking uh, people of color, two therapists. Another resource is psychologytoday.com. You can put psychologytoday.com. You can put in um, your city, your insurance, and then ask for the type of therapist you want. Someone that works with African-Americans, bam, you're going to see a bunch. You're going to see pages and pages in your city. And here's the cool thing about tele- telehealth now. You can work with people in any city. You can be in L.A. and work with someone in Oregon. You can be in Oregon and work with someone in Atlanta. It's wide open. So if you're in a rural area and you don't have access to a sister or a brother or someone that's culturally competent, you can find them online. Everyone's doing Zoom and telehealth. So uh, actually an excellent opportunity for you to really tap into some real experts across the country and get some real help. You think right now we should all be in therapy or some kind of group thing? (laughs) 
Yes. <laughs> hey, listen, listen, you know, I used to live in L.A., right? Everyone has a therapist, right? Yeah, you know? no biggie. It's, it's like, hey, you want to focus on my life and help me level up? Yeah. And the insurance don't pay for it? Okay. <laughs> Sign me up. Wellness. <laughs> See, we don't think about that. We're going to the gym to get well. Why would mm-hmm. you go get mentally well? See, I go to counseling so I can be sharp for my family. I want to be on top of my game. I want to be excellent in this interview. I want to be excellent when I preach. I want to be excellent with my newborn son and two yes. daughters. That's a, Congratulations, that's Thank you. Dr. That's Tart. I have to be sharp if I want to be that for my family. And there are a lot of people out there who are carrying their family. They're carrying companies. People, they, they feed people based on their brands, right? We have to be sharp. So this is about being proactive. We are changing the game of being mentally sharp and mentally well. This is about wellness and being proactive so that when stress comes, you've already learned coping skills and mechanisms to deal with everything that life is is, is throwing at us right now. So Dr. Tart, if you have a friend, you see a friend depressed, you do what? You, You call? Do you, yeah. do you try to have a conversation with them? You, what do you do? I'll tell you what to do. You just call it out. So people, when you catch people off guard, they open up. Like, you don't look well, right? You don't look well. On a scale of one to 10, how happy are you with life? That's the question I'm telling y'all. That's the question. We've researched it. Don't ask them how you're doing. They're going to say, fine. Blessed and highly favored. I'm good. I'm Gucci. I'm fine. But if you say on a scale of one to 10, you don't look so good. How are you really feeling? This is a safe space for you. Open up. I just want to hear how you feel. It's rough out here. When you do that, you're going to have grown men that the parents say three. And then when they say three, you ask them, what do you need for life to be better? What do you need to happen for you to say you're at least at a five, six, seven, nine, ten? There's, that's when you start getting the meat and potatoes. Uh, for my vegans, that's when you start getting the cauliflower. <laughs> you, start, you start getting to the substance the substance of things because then people say you know i hate my job and i don't know what to do you know i'm stressed about my kids i'm so irritable that i don't even i just want to go home and go to sleep and binge watch netflix at night that's my only happiness is netflix binging because life is awful right now when you get people talking then you can help them find solutions so you know it's not by mistake that we did this interview that this is going to impact millions of people check on your friends, especially your strong friends, because those are the ones who are least likely to open up because they don't identify with, with, with not being strong. Check on them. They're ready to talk, I promise you. The Alchemy app and psychologytoday.com. Dr. Tart, thank you so much for joining us. Hey, you're welcome. My pleasure. And, and if, if you all want mental health videos, I, um, I'm sending these out for free. Just simply text me. It's a text line where I send you out mental health videos. 770-637-5710. Just say, hey, and I'll respond back with mental health videos for you so that you can be well. Thank you. You're welcome. God bless. The Suicide Prevention Lifeline is free and private. 800-273-8255. 800-273-8255. Here's your dose of espresso. Strong, hot news now. This is the espresso. Before you go out and buy that Tesla, California is suing the company for the way they treated their black employees. 
According to the lawsuit, Tesla production leads, supervisors, and managers constantly use the N-word. Examples of the racist language include porch monkey, hood rats, and horsehair. You've heard about that black FedEx driver in Mississippi who was chased down and shot at multiple times while trying to deliver a package, right? But did you hear how FedEx treated him afterwards? Uh, he's been on leave without pay because they sent him back to the same route uh, the very next day after this happened. And they had him in the same route and he, it was too much for him. The anxiety overwhelmed him and he asked him to go home and they let him go home, but they sent him home without pay. Trayvon Martin's mom, Sabrina Fulton, held a peace walk earlier in the month on what would have been Trayvon's 27th birthday. We do a peace walk to let the community know, let the nation know that he had a right to walk in peace without being followed, chased, pursued, profiled, or murdered. George Zimmerman, who shot and killed Trayvon and had the nerve to sue Trayvon's family for defamation, just had his case tossed in the trash where it belongs. That's the espresso. Cafe Mocha, I'm Yo-Yo, along with Angelique and Lonnie Love. Anything new going on, girlfriends? Well, we're, you know, this is the month of February, so I think we should talk a little bit about Black History Month. Black History Month. I'm tired of people talking, complaining about Black History Month. Talking about we shouldn't be celebrating. It's been a, it's been a lot of celebrities talking about either not celebrating Black History Month or reimagining Black History Month. First right. of all, Black History to me is, mm-hmm. yes, it's 365 days of the year. I get that. But the purpose of Black History Month is to not necessarily for Black people, it's for the other people. Right. That's a lot of times educated. other people don't understand. So it puts an emphasis on it. And, you know, it began Black History Month began as Negro History Week, which was created in 1926 by Carter G. Wilson, who was an African-American historian. And then it became a month long celebration in 1976. The month of February was chosen to coincide with the birthdays of Frederick Douglass and Abraham Lincoln. It okay. wasn't because it was the shortest month. <laughs> it wasn't, you know what I mean? People try to, you know what I mean? It's like, it's a reason for everything if people just look it up. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And so, and there's so much more to Black people than Martin Luther King and Rosa Parks, you know? That's what they teach us in school. It's like a few things. It's Harriet Tubman, mm-hmm. your favorite. It's, uh, you know, MLK, it's... I agree to an extent, Lonnie, that it's not about educating black people, but we don't know our history. Our history is not being taught in schools. Our history isn't being taught anywhere unless you go to a a historically black college or university. Unless Mm -hmm. you're in some. Sometimes it's not there. But that's why I'm (laughs) saying for black history, it's about, you know, I feel like this if they're not teaching in the schools, we, everybody got Google, everybody can go to a library. You mm-hmm. can teach your kids your history because believe me, other cultures mm-hmm. teach they they children their history. Right. Oh, and they ain't you know, over here saying it's not in there. Cafe Moco and KBLA Talk fifteen eighty. I'm Angelique along with Lonnie Love and Yo Yo. We've been talking about Black History, Black stuff for February. Lonnie, go ahead. Did you know that while Rosa Parks was credited with helping to spark the civil rights movement when she refused to give up the public bus seat? Um, to a man in Montgomery, Alabama in 1955, the lesser known Claudette 
Colvin was arrested nine months prior for not giving up her bus seat to a white passenger. But they ain't like her. Mm-mm. They ain't like her. She wasn't. Mm-mm. She didn't fit the Mm-mm. the uh, person that they wanted to promote on the news. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. They, she, she didn't fit that. You know, she wasn't good press. Well, you know, and then you have the self-made millionaire, Madam C.J. Walker, mm-hmm. um, who became wealthy by inventing a line of African-American hair products. She was in early on trying to save our edges. Girl, my mother and, burnt, my, burnt my ears with them combs she oh, made. Girl, yeah. my neck. I, that. I, got that a, I got a whooping. I got a whooping because I wouldn't press my mother's hair before school one time. There's a Netflix series about her. Yes, that was played by Octavia Spencer. Exactly. Oh, so, yeah, yeah. And yeah. also what's happening is that uh, um, a lot of these streaming services have, like, I call it the black section. Yeah. <laughs> they have a black section. So, you know, for Black History Month, if you want to yeah. really, you know, learn more about the culture and the richness and the history of Black people, you know, go to those sections, look at those movies, you know. I have a couple of recommendations, actually, uh, things that I've been looking at. Number one, ABC Soul of a Nation is back. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just released the Black Screen Queens, which looks at Black actresses. Really mm-hmm. good if you haven't checked it out. You know, starting with Halle Berry winning the Oscar and, you know, talking to a bunch of the the big Black actresses about you know, the business. Um, So check that out. Soul of a Nation. It's a different episode every week. Everything's going to be all white, which is on Showtime. And it it sort of broke my heart a little bit. They go to uh, the Queensbridge projects. They go to they go to the projects with uh, Roxanne Shantae and some other rapper. And they're sitting there telling stories about how my mama used to tell me you know, when you see the smoke come out the chimney, run in the house because it was the big industrial pipe in the mm-hmm. neighborhood that will blow out who knows what. And the mm-hmm. parents would be like, run in the house. You don't know what's in that. So whenever they, whenever they saw the cloud, they would run in the house. But the thing that really got me and hit so close to home is that she was talking about the location of her building in the projects. It was on the corner. It was at the end or slash beginning of the projects. She's like, the reason I believe the reason we got out is because we could hear the train behind us. So we knew there was a way out. It's because we could enter and exit the projects right at the beginning and not mm. have to go through the project. Wow. She's like, night we could hear the people driving on the bridge, we knew that there was a way out. And I thought, damn, I lived in Linden houses on the corner so I could always see out. And I never like her putting it that way. I was like, damn, everybody everybody needs to watch this. Everything's going to be all white on Showtime. There are a lot of things that we can do to celebrate this month. And I think that we should keep celebrating it. Mm -hmm. It's our culture, it's our history, and we should be proud of it. So do something. Do something, parents. You can can start simple. Have conversations with your children. That wraps up the show. If you want to check out the podcast, go to iTunes, wherever you download your podcast. Type in Cafe Mocha Radio. 
click subscribe and get it delivered straight to your phone. Until next weekend, you can find us on all platforms at Cafe Mocha Radio. Cafe Mocha is a production of Miles Ahead Broadcasting in partnership with Compass Media. Executive producer Sheila Eldridge. For comments, booking, or more information, visit CafeMochaRadio.com.